We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the Pack a Day podcast. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thank you so much for making this part of your day. My name is Nick Schmitz, and I will be your host on this Sunday. At the end of June, we are just about a month, a little under a month away, I believe now, from the start of training camp. Um, It's coming. It's going to be here. It's going to be the end of July before we know it, and we're going to have training camp and then preseason, and the regular season is going to be here before we know it. It's exciting times uh, for, for football in general, but... You know, we're still in the middle of June. You know, the, the the biggest news in the last week for the Green Bay Packers is the fact that they released Kurt Benkert, which really isn't news other than the fact that he's a local legend. But uh, so we're still a little bit in that down period. You know, again, right now we're at the time of the summer where no news is probably good news for the Packers. If we're not hearing anything, means there's no injuries, not a whole lot going on. So, um But, you know, the season is going to be here before we know it. And I know the big question in everyone's mind is, you know, what is this offense going to look like now that Devontae Adams is no longer a part of it? You know, obviously, if he's not the best receiver in the league, he's top three for sure. So, you know, it's hard to replace that that production and – um, you know, Gage and I, we thought we would kind of talk about the passing game this coming season, especially the wide receiver group, and kind of focus a little bit to uh, mostly on, you know, a theory that, you know, depending on how you look at it, this idea that, you know, maybe the offense and the passing game will look better this year simply because you won't have Aaron Rodgers trying to force feed Devontae Adams all the time. Now, granted, you know, when you have the best receiver and the best quarterback in the league, that typically works out well for you. But as we've seen in the past, it's not always a recipe for success. So, Gage, I mean, we were talking before the show started here, you know, Green Bay, obviously one of the big talking points when they traded Devontae Adams, you know, earlier in March was the fact that Green Bay, I think it's in within the last three years, Devontae Adams has missed seven games and the Packers have won all of those games. 
Um, and so just let's let's start there. I mean, the simple question of will the offense be better without Devontae Adams is, you know, we, we don't know right now. But this this idea that just because Devontae Adams isn't here anymore that the passing game is going to suck, um, I don't think is fair. I mean, there's there's a lot to be said about what Aaron Rodgers has been able to do without Devontae Adams. And again, I've said all along, the last three years, Green Bay won 13 games each of those three seasons, not because of Devontae Adams, but because Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback. So, I mean, you know, it's obviously going to look different this year with no Devontae Adams on the field. But, I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing, right? Well, I don't know if I would say not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, well, obviously today we're arguing the idea that the offense can be better, the passing game can be better. But like, if Devontae Adams is not on the field, yeah, no, the team's not going to be as talented. Devontae Adams, like you said, if he's not the best receiver in the NFL, he's top three. Well, I'm here to tell you, he's not. He's top two, and he ain't two. Devontae Adams is a damn good football player, and I am going to miss watching him on Green Bay this season and for all of his seasons to come. I love the chemistry that he had with Rodgers. His ability to get open at any time, no matter the coverage, didn't matter if he threw three guys at him, he was going to be, he was going to get open. That's just what he, that's just what he does. He's, he's that good. It doesn't matter that he's not the fastest guy, they're not the biggest guy, not the most athletic guy, whatever. He just figured out a way to make it work at all the time, all the time. And so ultimately when you, I mean, you messaged me earlier today and said, what do you want to do for a topic? And I kind of thought about it of this team has had Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers has gone to him. We saw in the playoff game in the against the 49ers, he may have gone to him a little too much. He was trying to constantly get him looks and constantly get him targets, which I get it. That's your best guy. That is your guy. That is the one you want to feature. Sometimes you have to be able to look to other people. And looking at the roster, there's no guy that's on it currently that you're going to say, oh, well, he'll be able, he'll just feature that guy now. No. Randall Cobb's not that guy anymore. Alan Lazard's not that guy anymore, or not is not that guy. Sammy Watkins isn't that guy. There's not a guy on the roster that really you can make the argument, oh, he's going to be able to do this. So that's why I think that now instead of, all right, Devontae Adams is going to take all this pressure, which makes everybody else's life easier. Now I think everyone is going to be so much of a weapon or so much of a threat because we know that LaFleur can get anybody open. That's his scheme gets people open all the time and everyone's going to, everyone assumes that that's just, Oh, Devonte took so much pressure on to himself. That's why everybody else had such an easy time. But now, but I don't think it's that. I think the system is good. And I think that he's going to be able to scheme guys open. And as long as guys play within the system, Aaron is going to have open throwing lanes all over the place. And so that's kind of why I was like, this is, I think it's a legitimate possibility where it may not be the same. Everyone's like, Oh, well, Oh, well, there's 30 seconds left in the game. Rodgers, Devontae are there. It doesn't matter what we do because they're going to go complete two 30-yard passes, get in a field goal range for the game. I think that they can still do stuff like that. It'll just be – it'll look different. It might be better. It'll look different, but it'll be better at the end of the day. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it's an interesting – I was having this conversation with my dad not that long ago that – um you know, when Brett Favre was, you know, first quarterback of the Packers, he had Sterling Sharp for his first two or three years. And then Sterling Sharp, you know, had that neck injury that ended his career. But 
you know, it, I think it's fair to say that Sterling Sharp was on a Hall of Fame career path had he, had he not had that injury. And, you know, just this idea that, you know, Brett had to go from, you know, Sterling Sharp, who he could trust, you know, all the time to, to make the right play and make the big play and then all of a sudden didn't have him. And, you know, it made Favre be a different quarterback in the sense that he had to look elsewhere and that's not necessarily a bad thing and you know one of the frustrations that I've always had over the years with Devontae is as great as he is there were just games and you know the division around this past year was a perfect example and we've seen it you know ad nauseum that last uh deep ball that Aaron threw to Devontae where he was double covered and I believe it was Lazard who ran a deep in route and he was wide open and yet, because of the way the game was going, Aaron just tried to force it to Devontae, which, I mean, if you're going to force it to somebody, I mean, yeah, he's the probably the best guy to try to do so. But it's also frustrating as a fan to go back and look at that and say, well, if Aaron had just, you know, trusted what was going on on the field, you know, that game may have turned out differently. And so not relying solely on one receiver to, you know, make the plays for you, um, you know, it, it's a big deal. But I mean, you know, Gage, we were looking at some of these numbers that, you know, from 2019 to, you know, just last year, you know, seven games without Devontae Adams, you know, most of these stats that we're looking at for Aaron Rodgers are actually better when he's not in the game, uh, as opposed to the ones where he is. And so, I mean, you know, it's going to look different, but I mean, I, I think there's maybe a little too much emphasis gauge put on, you know, what Green Bay is losing as a, in the sense that, I mean, yes, is Randall Cobb what he used to be? No, but that doesn't mean that he's a bad wide receiver now. Um, you know, again, same with Alan Lazard. Is Alan Lazard, you know, Devonte Adams asked no but he's not a bad receiver we've seen that over the last two years that he's actually you know pretty talented and you know and then you have Sammy Watkins which I mean you know that's kind of an unknown right now we don't know how that's going to turn out but you know it's it's not like Green Bay is you know deprived of any good talent out there um, yeah they're not putting out you and me like it's we're right. not going out there we're, right yeah. these are all nfl caliber guys there's like you like you mentioned randall cobb has made a pro bowl before granted it was one but he made one sammy watkins i don't know if he's made a pro bowl but he's been a nfl level receiver he's been on multiple teams now he continues to get contracts he clearly is good enough to be in the league still alan lazard has been a decent player. You have you have Amari Rogers, who I think he could take a big step in year two. Uh, he struggled a lot in year one. Didn't really get his feet under him on offense. Couldn't ever really get the whole receiving game down. But I think he could take a big step next year. Christian Watson, your second round pick this year. I get that everybody just wants to watch the Twitter clips and see. Oh, he dropped another pass. There's another guy who last year. I don't know if anybody knows the name. Jamar Chase. He struggled with drops all offseason. All offseason, everyone's like, oh, leave him for dead. He can't catch a ball. He can't catch it in the NFL level. He's gonna, he was a college stuff. He was a he was a one-year superstar. He's never gonna do anything. Jamar Chase isn't that guy. And then he went on and was the star receiver for a team that was runner up in the Super Bowl and was less than six minutes away and was some spectacular plays by the Rams away from winning a Super Bowl. 
Chris Watson's got talent. Romeo Dubes has got talent. Uh, there is there is still talent on this roster. And we also, we're just focusing on receivers. We're not even mentioning a guy who is also going to see a big uptick in game, in output. Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, in the, without Devontae Adams in the game over the last few years, has been a, a spectacular receiving weapon. And no one really thinks about it because no one thinks about running backs when it comes to, when they think about, when they think about the whole like receiving game, they think, oh, okay, wide receivers and tight ends, but it's actually been a lot more than that. You have a guy in Aaron Jones who in games without Devontae Adams in the seven games, he has averaged 26 PPR points per game. I know, I know this isn't a fantasy podcast, but that's the stats that I have here. He averages 5.14 receptions per game compared to 2.95 receptions per game. He averages 6.71 targets compared to 3.95 targets. And he averages 55.43 receiving yards compared to 21.68. So he nearly triples his receiving yards production. He he sees a about two just under just under three receptor target per game increase and just over two reception per game. And that's just in a seven game sample size. I understand it's a small sample, but that's what we have to work with here because we're working with over the last three years under Matt Lafleur. When Devontae Adams has been out, what has the team done? Aaron Jones stepped up. He's been a guy. And he, so even if your receivers aren't all studs and we're completely repl- replacing him, you have Aaron Jones and other guys on the roster that can take up that mantle. That's the whole point here. The offense isn't going to look the same because Devontae Adams is gone. You have to replace the production. It just won't be the same way. Maybe a receiver doesn't do it. Aaron Jones does it. You put him outside more, maybe in the slot, kind of like Christian McCaffrey does for the Panthers. And then you have AJ Dillon on the field. So now everybody's got to worry about, okay, they have two running backs. Oh, one running back's going out there. Are they going to set up for something for Jones? Is AJ Dillon getting the ball out of the backfield? What are we going to do? That's the benefit of having all of these weapons all over the place. Yeah. You don't have the superstar wide receiver, but you have everything else. And that kind of makes up for it. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you know, the other thing to be said, it, you know, just a, even just a small thing to be said about it is that, Okay, yeah, it's a small sample size of the seven games that Devontae Adams missed with the Packers. And they're seven and oh in that in those games. One thing that it speaks highly to, though, Gage, is the fact that between Aaron Rodgers and the coaching staff and the team that they have, they were able to figure that out. Now, I mean, is does that mean that Green Bay is now gonna win every game this year because Devontae Adams isn't playing? No, but I mean, th- this idea that, you know you got to have them in order to win games. I mean, that's clearly not the case. Green Bay has been able to figure it out. And the other thing is too, is, and I'm sure Aaron and the coaching staff has pretty much told this to the wide receiver room. Like the reality is, is when you lose somebody of Devonte Adams, you know, stature, somebody has got to fill that void and they all know that somebody has to step up in his place. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they have to become Devonte Adams level player, but it's, all right, in those big moments, who's going to step up? Who's going to make those plays? And they all know that they have that opportunity now. And I think some of it is too, Gage, that in Aaron Rodgers' career, we've been pretty spoiled at the wide receiver position. I mean, you think when Aaron Rodgers took over now, regardless of what you think of the player now, Greg Jennings, when he was in his prime in Green Bay, was a stud wide receiver. Donald Driver was a stud wide receiver. You had Jordy Nelson, you had James Jones, you've had Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb. I mean, 
you know, that is a pretty, you know, stellar list to be in the company of. And it's a little bit like the quarterback situation for the past 30 years for the Packers. You've had Brett Favre and you've had Aaron Rodgers, and we're just used to having great players at that position. Same thing with the wide receiver room in most of Aaron Rodgers' career. We've been used to having guys that we know that Aaron Rodgers can count on in the passing game, and we're heading a little bit into that unknown territory right now. I mean, as far as this roster looks from last year, I mean, Randall Cobb and and Alan Lazard are like the guys that I think everybody would say we trust the most just because we've seen them play the most for this team right now. But, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that there's going to be a fall off. So there's a little bit of being spoiled by having great receivers. And again, I mean, I remember when Greg Jennings was drafted at that time, I said, who's that? And like, why are we spending a second round pick on him? Same thing with James Jones when he was drafted, you know, so you've got a lot of these young guys that are, you know, have been drafted that, you know, maybe you didn't know who they were and they turn out to be, you know, the level of, you know, Jordy Nelson or James Jones or Devonte Adams. So, I mean, only time will tell with that, but uh, you know, it certainly isn't, you know, it's not doom and gloom and, you know, these guys, they, they, they just have to step up. And the reality is Gage, you know, some, one of them is going to have to step up and fill that void. And they all know that they have the opportunity to do that. Yeah. I, like I said, at the very beginning of this, when I thought of the idea, I wouldn't have suggested it if I didn't think it was legitimately possible. Also, for those that don't know, um, Devontae Adams has been in the NFL for eight seasons. This is, this will be his ninth season. Uh, I did. I went and I checked the notes. I, I ran the numbers. I went and just checked the full details and all the game logs. Devontae Adams has never won a Super Bowl. Fun fact, eight teams have won Super Bowls in the time that Devontae Adams has been in the NFL. So for those of you keeping track at home, that means that just because you don't have or just because you have Devontae Adams doesn't guarantee you a Super Bowl. And just because you don't have him doesn't guarantee that you won't win a Super Bowl. The Rams didn't have them, and they won one. The Bucks didn't have them; they won one. Chiefs didn't have them; they won one. It, it's I can I can go all the way back. Just because you don't have Devontae Adams and don't have a you don't have a superstar doesn't mean you can't win one. I mean, the Rams had Cooper Cup, great. They had a, they had a superstar wide receiver among, but they had a lot of other stuff to go with it. They had Aaron Donald. They had Jalen Ramsey. They they had, and I'm going to take a quick look at the Packers roster. We have Kenny Clark. We have Jair Alexander. We have Darnell Savage. We have Adrian Amos, Sean Gary. You have a stud, super. You have a ton of talent on your offensive line. As long as David Bakhtiari comes back healthy, you have Elton Jenkins comes back healthy. I don't think he's going to start the season. I think he's going to be back a few weeks in. But there is a lot of talent on this roster, and you don't just because you don't have Devonte Adams doesn't mean you're not going to win a Super Bowl. That's only one team can win every single year. Only one. I, I know that it's impossible to believe. Everyone thinks, oh, my team's a lock to win. No, no team is locked to win. That's why they play the games. Because if a team, if the team that was the lock to win won the championship in whatever sport they were in, the Nets, I'm pretty sure, would have like they the Nets would have won this one. And then they would have won the year before. They're 0 for 2. If you go into every season thinking, oh, we lost at guy X, so therefore we can't win. That's not how it works. 
Matt LaFleur has given us enough confidence to this point that he can figure it out. He's done it three years in a row. As you mentioned, Nick, they've won 13 games each of the past three seasons. They've made it to the NFC championship game twice. They went to the divisional round and took a special teams just stepping all over their, all over themselves. They could special teams couldn't get out of their way if they tried. And that's what it took to keep Bay from going to the NFC championship game again. And I think if they make the NFC championship game, I think they win because I think that they have a better week. I hate, I honestly hate when green Bay has the buy in the playoffs. I know most people love the buy or love and home field advantage. I hate green Bay having the buy because I think they play terrible off of them. I just, they, I think, I don't know if it's just recency bias or what they historically, I don't think they play very well coming off the bye. They come up short, they come out flat. And if they win, it's because somebody, either the team they were playing against came out flatter or the team that they're playing against, or, or if they just, they got lucky and they got hot at the right time. So I think that green Bay is still a talented team. I would still put them as, I think I'd put them still as the favorite in the, in the NFC. I mean, it's either them or LA. Uh, I I'm not putting San Francisco in there. I think that they got a little lucky last year with, uh, I think Jimmy G isn't going to play as well. Um, I love Trey Lance as much as anybody, but I don't think that he's ready to take them to that next step yet. So I think that they're going to end up being in a bit of a bit of a goal, I guess you could say. So I think the green Bay should be, should be just as much of a Super Bowl contender and one of the NFC favorites just as much as anybody else's. Just because Devontae Adams is in Vegas doesn't mean that I'm just going to write this team off. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. 
No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, well, and I was thinking too while you were talking there, I was uh, watching some highlights of uh, past uh, playoff games for the Packers, and there's one season that comes to mind that really makes me, um, I don't know if hopeful is the right word because, I mean, I've been hopeful from the beginning or, you know, feel good about this wide receiver core, but um, the year that Jordy Nelson, 2015, the year Jordy Nelson tore his ACL, Green Bay signed James Jones, who they had cut and who had gone to the Raiders and he had been cut from the Raiders and the Giants in the same uh, preseason. And they brought him back because he was a familiar face. And James Jones that year, while as good as he was in that season, he, he at that point was not over the hill, but he wasn't what he was when he was on that Super Bowl team. And he was the number one receiver on that roster. It was him and then Randall Cobb and then what? Jared Abraderis, Jeff Janis, guys of those names. And th- that that Packers team, you know, they went 10 and 6. They made the playoffs. They had that unbelievable run against the Cardinals that they lost in overtime. But, I mean, when you have James Jones as your number one wide receiver in a year where he's signed simply because Jordy Nelson tears his ACL, um, you know, it just it's a testament to Aaron Rodgers and what he can do and this coaching staff is great this defense is great Aaron Rodgers isn't going to have to score 31 points a game every week in order to get this Packers team a win so um you know this this wide receiver room it's going to be fun to watch cuz again like i said somebody's going to have to step up and i know somebody will it's just we don't know who it's going to be as of right now by the way, just to answer your question, so James Jones led the team with 50 catches, 890 yards. Randall Cobb, 79 yards or 79 catches, 829 yards. So he was first on the team with 129 targets. Uh, third on the team in targets was Devontae Adams. He had 50 catches for 483 yards, only scored one touchdown. Uh, but the the name you missed, I don't know how you overlooked it, has one of the most iconic catches in Aaron Rodgers' career. I'm going to give you one guess. Richard One Rogers. of the most iconic catches, it is Richard Rodgers, had 58 catches for 510 yards and eight touchdowns. So, so did, the they have a sing- did, did they have a single receiver that year with 1,000 yards receiving? No, no. James Jones led them with 890. So 890, they still won 10 games that year. And was it as pretty and as we They didn't been- have any 1,000-yard rushers either. Eddie Lacy led the team with 758 yards. Uh, James Starks had 601 Aaron had 344 and they still made the playoffs. Yep. And I mean, I, I know that was a, you know, that was a, that was a a rough year for them, but I mean, they still made the playoffs and you know, they, they won, they, they won one road playoff game and they, they were very close to beating the Cardinals that, that year too. So, I mean, you know, and this, by the way, this team this year is infinitely better than that 15 team, that roster. I would, I would, Without being able to look at the entirety of that roster, I'd be willing to bet pound for pound this Packers team is far better than that one. Uh, even with I have the, the roster of Adams, I have the roster up in front of me, and I can confirm the team is better. 
Uh, starting defense, you had Mike Neal and Julius Peppers as your uh, starting outside linebackers. You had uh, Jake Ryan and Nate Palmer and Clay Matthews were your starting inside linebackers. Uh, Jake Ryan started 14 games. Nate Palmer started 10 – or no, Jake Ryan started five. Nate Palmer started 10. Uh, Matthew started all 16 games uh, at right inside linebackers, what he was officially listed as. Morgan Burnett played 11 games. Ha Ha Clinton did 16 games. Uh, Demarius Randall was that season. Uh, had Micah Hyde as the uh, the guy that would occasionally get to be on the field. Uh, Mike Daniels was out there and uh, also had Sam Shields. So that was your uh, oh, BJ Raji oh, oh. played 15, had half a sack. Mike Pinnell. Was not a of all, great group. Of all, of all those names, Sam Shields is maybe the only one that I would take from that roster and put on this one. And that's a maybe. I don't even know if I would take him. Because that was later on in his career, I feel like. I'm sitting here and I'm looking through it. And, like, are you talking, like, their peak or, like, their peak that season? Yeah. Because that, like, yeah, like, that Clay Matthews is the long is a long-in-the-tooth Clay Matthews. Sam Shields, and that was his third-to-last season uh, overall. He played 12 games that year. Uh, he played, obviously, 2016, he played one game with Green Bay. Uh, 2018 uh, with the Rams, came back, played a season. Uh, and then that was his last year. So, yeah, he was he was near the end uh, of his career at that point. Julius Peppers did have ten and a half sacks that season, for what it's worth. Um, I yes. can't remember off the top of my head if that was like a a very unique, like he had a couple games where he just beat up on a bad tackle or something. But he did have he did have ten and a half sacks. But yeah, that defense was not bringing a lot uh, inside linebacker. There's no argument they've improved. Like it's not even it's not even a question. Um, Mike, they definitely improved over Mike Neal, who I love as a as a player. Uh, just from the like, he's just he's a fun guy to root for. But they've improved over him. So yeah, I think that they've improved. Pretty, in a way, also though, nope, I lied. There's one. There's a guy that you ignored, Micah Hyde. I would take Micah Hyde and put him on this team. Oh sure, yep, okay, yeah. yeah I, I would agree take. With that, I, I would definitely take Micah Hyde. I I mean, I would take Micah Hyde now. Not even yes. just then. I would take Micah Hyde now. He's flat out good. I still can't. I still hate that they let him go. But we're getting a little off topic. To but uh, back to your original point here. This roster is definitely better than that 2015 roster. Yes, and and so I I think Green Bay is going to be just fine. Again, as I've said in the past, Green Bay is winning games this year because Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback. As long as he is taking snaps. This team is going to win. Now, maybe they don't win 13 games this year because you lose a little bit of production on the offense with Devontae not being here. But this team in the passing game is going to be just fine. They're going to figure it out. And at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers is going to have to figure it out with these guys because he doesn't have the option of going to Devontae Adams. It's not like in the past where he's like, all right, I got to get through two, three weeks with maybe Devontae Adams being out. It's nope. I've got to get through an entire season of no Devontae Adams. And this is this is just life now. It's life after Devontae Adams. They're going to figure it out. They're going to be competitive. They're more than likely going to win their division. So, um, you know, it, it's going to look different, but different doesn't always mean bad. So, um, well, with that, Gage, let's wrap up for the day. Uh, people want to follow you on Twitter, follow your work. It's at uh, G Bridgeford NFL. What have you got going on uh, as of late for for content? 
as of late, I have been slacking off like a true young person and just, I'm not putting in a lot of effort, just kind of slacking off and uh, just getting by around the margins. Uh, no, I uh, still do my weekly Denver Stiffs column, uh, Film Friday over there. Links to that always on my Twitter. Uh, probably going to be putting out some more content here with Roto Baller and Dynasty Nerds over the next couple of months. I know that we uh, at Roto Baller are working on our preseason content this week and getting stuff kind of scheduled out for that. So any work that I'm going to be doing, though, is going to be found over on my Twitter rather than making you guys run around to too many different websites that I'm working on. All right, perfect. And you can follow me on Twitter at producer Nick LB. Uh, again, not super active on the Twitter machine, but I'm there from time to time. I like to just scroll and see what everybody else has to say. So, uh, Gage, the next time we will talk, it'll be July 3rd. We'll be into July already, um, and it'll be right before uh, right before the 4th of July. So if you are listening and doing anything over the 4th of July, make sure to make us part of your trip if it's you're out fishing boating whatever make sure to get your packers content in over your fourth of july weekend um and you know we're gonna like i said training camp's gonna be here before we know it and uh we'll keep you covered on everything going on at 1265 lombardi avenue um and so just looking forward to training camp and then preseason and the start of the season will be here it's gonna be a fun year so with that being said thank you everybody so much for listening again as always, go pack go.